0: How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to Hawk Sense. I am your host, Alex Nicolau, and in this week's episode, we will be reviewing Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. So now I know it's a little unusual that we are uploading on a Monday rather than a Friday, which is our usual release date, especially when it comes to movie reviews. You know, I upload two weeks after the movie comes out for people who have not seen the movie yet, so they can go see the movie and then listen to the spoiler section of the podcast, but there is this new thing that disney has been experimenting with that they're calling a spoiler embargo so essentially what it entails is that you can't talk about spoilers for ant-man and the wasp quantumania until a certain amount of days after the film has been released now i'm not a huge content creator you know we're a smaller production so i'm not expecting to get an email from disney saying hey this is when the spoiler embargo breaks so I've been kind of going off what I've been hearing on Twitter from uh, you know, uh, leakers and stuff like that. I've he- been hearing the 24th, the 25th, 26th, so I'm just playing it safe and doing it on a Monday. I'm going to research into it more so we know the exact dates but this is why it's being released on a Monday. That about clears that up. Let's just hope Mickey Mouse and Kevin Feige aren't standing outside my window with a bull tranquilizer while I review Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. And of course, everybody, first half of the podcast will be spoiler-free for those who have not seen the movie. The second half will contain spoilers, and I will warn you when we get to that point. But without further ado, let's get into my review. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania was all right. You know, I know we all went into the theaters with lower expectations because of the critic reviews, but I would have to respectfully disagree with all of them that are saying that this movie is bad, because it wasn't bad, it was just pretty alright. There was nothing that stood out exponentially, nothing that made it truly special like in other Marvel films, however, it was just another classic superhero story that is going to set up more in the MCU. And that is both a good thing and a bad thing. On the good side, the future is looking bright when it comes to both upcoming Avengers films because Jonathan Major's portrayal as Kang the Conqueror rivals that of Josh Brolin's Thanos. And the production quality has shot up exponentially from many of the Disney Plus shows and the past Marvel movies. It does really feel like we're entering the zone of Marvel movies that were not really much affected by the pandemic and we are moving on. Now the bad side is that it once again feels like Ant-Man is being used as a filler to open up more possibilities inside of the MCU. In the first Ant-Man movie, it felt like it was only there to set up for the fact that he was a crucial member of Team Cap in Captain America Civil War. In Ant-Man and the Wasp, he introduced us more into the Quantum Realm, which helped the Avengers go back in time, get the Infinity Stones, and revive all of the people who have been blipped away. And now in Quantumania, it just feels as if it's trying to set up King's dynasty in the MCU. Another character we got to see was MODOK. Now, I don't care what you say, MODOK's design was perfect. Anyone saying that the design is goofy is an idiot because, yes, it's goofy. He is literally a floating head with little arms and little legs, but is labeled as a mechanized organism designed only for killing. So yes, he is extremely goofy, and although he was only in there for comic relief, they did him justice in this film. But the overall story was pretty solid. The CGI was great except for a few minor instances, but given the circumstances from when This was being edited. I will cut them some slack. The acting was pretty good except for one actor, which we'll talk about later. Kang was phenomenal and I can't wait to see more of him in the future. Paul Rudd kills it once again as Scott Lang. But honestly, we barely got to see much of Evangeline Lilly's Wasp. And it's a shame because she does a great job as that character. But we'll talk about that more in the spoiler section. So I think that is all I can say about the movie without spoiling it. So for my official, unofficial, spoiler-free review of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, I'm giving it a 6 out of 10. As of right now, we are finished with the spoiler-free review and will now be moving on to spoilers. So if you have not seen Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania and do not want to get it spoiled for you, I would leave right now. We are starting our spoiler review in 3, 2, 1. You have been warned. Honestly, there's not much to say when it comes to spoilers besides like the ending or the two post-credit scenes, because as I said in my spoiler-free review, the movie is just kind of alright. There are no huge plot twists or turns in the story, and we all knew what was kind of going to happen. We will talk about the ending and post credit scenes in a second here, but I did mention there was an actor that I didn't care for too much in this movie, and it was Catherine Newton. I much rather preferred Emma Furman who played Cassie in Endgame, to play Cassie in future roles than having Catherine. It's nothing against her, but I don't really know—I don't, I don't know what it is—but something about her character felt off, and not like Cassie Lang. Her acting wasn't the greatest, and it felt like the young version of Cassie and this version of Cassie weren't the same person. Once before, I just—I don't know how. It, maybe it's just some stupid thought that I have, but it, that, thats just how I feel. I also want to talk about Kang in a little bit more depth here. Jonathan Majors did an outstanding job, and Kang was phenomenal in this movie. And I really do like the direction that they are going with this new big bad in the MCU. It is a totally different approach than what we saw with Thanos, which was basically small cameos and mentions in movies and post credit scenes at the end where now we are, we are seeing who Kang is and what he has come to do all right now. We saw all of that right now in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, and now we are just biting our nails, waiting in suspension for his next move. Kang's costume is really cool. I think a lot of people are going to disagree with me on this and say it's way too modernized, especially with the nanotech, I'm throwing up air quotes, helmet, which I do think is a problem for a lot of characters. But in my opinion, I think it worked for Kang because it gives us that comic book look, also while showing us the hugely talented actor underneath. Now let's talk about the end of the movie which I honestly don't know how to feel about because on one hand we know it was changed very recently to the ending that we have now but the original ending was Ant-Man and the Wasp just get stuck in the Quantum Realm and now it's Cassie opening another portal ensuring their safety back home and honestly I'm just conflicted because there would have to be a whole section avengers king dynasty where it's ant-man and wasp either trying to get out of the quantum realm or try to warn all the other heroes from the quantum realm Which would probably take up a lot of time from the story So it's just one of those things where I just don't know if there was this was like the right play or not But we'll just have to see it out now Let's talk about these two post credit scenes that were really really cool Uh, Obviously, we got our first look at Loki Season 2, and from the looks of it, it's going to be Loki and Mobius traveling through different timelines, trying to get away from Kang, but in every timeline they travel to, all they see is Kang, and then that last post-credit scene, which is a little bit difficult for people to understand if they don't know the term nexus being. So, for example, in every single universe, in every single timeline, Wanda Maximoff is going to be the Scarlet Witch, because she is a nexus being. That goes the same way for Kang. In every universe, every timeline, Kang is Kang, right? Not to be mistaken with people who aren't Nexus beings. You know, let's say, for example, Spider-Man. In every single universe, every single timeline, Peter Parker may become Spider-Man, but there are definitely timelines in universes where Peter Parker is just Peter Parker. He has no relation to Spider-Man whatsoever. So that council that we see at the end, post credit scene, is all the same Kang. Coming together from different universes and different timelines to come against the King, the Conqueror we see in Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, that they have exiled. My last gripe about the movie is just that it wasn't an Ant-Man and the Wasp movie. It was an Ant-Man movie with an appearance from the Wasp, you know? It, it just didn't feel like an Ant-Man and the Wasp movie. I just feel like everything was so pointed towards uh, Scott and Cassie rather than Scott and, um um hope and cassie you know it, it was just it, she felt like a side character more than a main character and it, it sucks but you know i think that's just how they worked with this movie but overall guys i think that about does it for my spoiler official unofficial review of ant-man and the wasp quantum i'm gonna have to get it a 6.5 out of 10 i mean i raised it up 0.5 but like, like i said before it's just pretty average it's all right nothing too special but the podcast doesn't end there, everybody. I do want to talk about some other things. But first, I just kind of want to give like a PSA. I've just been noticing like so much hate recently. I know this is out of the blue and just kind of like not me, but whatever. Um, So much hate in the superhero community. It doesn't matter if it's like between, you know, f- between fans or to the actual studios themselves. I know the, the phase four. Isn't the Phase Four that we probably wanted, or predicted, or it's not our ideal Phase Four, whatever. Uh, as someone who has little, little experience in production, I mean, like I'm not acting like I'm some like big-time hotshot producer, but I, I, you know, I do produce and I have some experience. Um, it takes time. I mean, you know, you don't get it on the first try, and I know Marvel and Disney aren't. Our, our masters at this and i'm not trying to educate them but i'm just saying for us maybe just be a little patient you know especially with you know the pandemic i know they got hit hard by it and i know that um unfortunately the ex-ceo bob chapik kind of put all marvel projects on full throttle just for a monetary reason and that's what happened with the vfx team saying that marvel is like one of their like worst clients to work with and that the the vfx isn't that great and that um the stories aren't great and just just the, the this last phase has just been so iffy because of just so many reasons. And now that Bob Iger's back, I really do think that we're gonna we're gonna start seeing some positive uh some some positive feedback in our movies. Like can I be honest with you? I think Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania is one of the better films that we've gotten in phase four just because of its production value and story writing alone. And has definitely got to put us a step in the right direction when it comes to getting a good MCU back. To conclude, what I'm trying to say is be patient. That's it. We will get our MCU back. I know it's tough. I know it hurts. Let's just be patient. We are all part of the same family. So let's just be patient and have trust. In other news, we got our first ever trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Vol. 3 the flash i know i'm a little bit late on this guys i apologize i was saving my podcast for the ant-man but all that looks great i mean i'm seeing shazam in what two weeks now uh we got another trailer for shazam i mean it looks great i mean i'm very very surprised that the flash looks as good as it does i love ben affleck's new navy and gray costume that's definitely something that i've been waiting for to from a live action batman and to see him for the last time in that costume is pretty awesome we also got our first poster for the Marvels. And I'm going to be honest, we need to start making more posters like that. It looks fantastic in my opinion. You know, on the top we have Tiana Perez as Monica Rambeau or Photon. In the middle we have Brie Larson's Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel. And on the bottom, my favorite out of the three, Amon Valani's Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Miss Marvel. You're going to realize why I sped through those other announcements in a second here. Did you guys see that headline? Uh, it was going around everywhere by all the superhero like accounts, all the media, superhero media accounts. I don't know if you guys saw this. That the lead character for Avengers King Dynasty is is Tom Holland's Spider Man. Let's go. Um, oh, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he, bro? He he's the greatest superhero of all time. He is. Why wouldn't he be? Why wouldn't he be? Not only that. But he's rumored to make a live-action appearance in Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And we're getting some Spider-Man 2 for the PS5 news really, really soon. Spider-Man fans, we are eating good. But that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed. Stay tuned for the next podcast because it's got to be visual. And you guys really liked the last visual podcast. It has over like... 100 views on our youtube channel right now which is outstanding thank you guys so much the next podcast is going to be another tier list it's not marvel or dc related but it is a superhero And all i gotta say is it's hero time once again guys thank you guys so much for listening i hope you guys enjoyed and if you're interested in Red Hawk media and maybe want to get involved you can dm us and follow us on instagram at redhawk.media once again thank you guys so much for listening and i'll see you guys next time bye